I used to be a horse girl. I'm sadly going to admit I used to be a horse girl. Um, I never thought I would admit that in my entire life. Most embarrassing thing I'm ever going to admit. But, you know, life's embarrassing, but I just hate being embarrassed. It's just a little fear of mine. Besides the point. But if you don't already know what you think this podcast is going to be about, it's going to be about how I used to be an equestrian and how I used to ride horses. I just want to say this used to be a big part of my life. So there's going to be a whole lot I'm going to be talking about. Yeah, guys, it's going to be like a lot, a lot. So like, be prepared. Anyway, if you don't know who that was and if you don't know who I am, hi, that was Jenna. That's my girlfriend. They're on FaceTime right now, but I'm just filming this podcast. Lol. Anyway, besides point, I'm going to talk about my riding career and stuff like that. So it's time to dive into it. I just want to say thank you for bearing with me in the audio in that first little segment. It's, It's going to continue. But thank you for bearing with me. So I want to start with how I got into horseback riding and the history of me being a horse girl. Because if I'm being completely honest with you, it was a very short-lived time of being a horse girl. But it was it was a very sweet and prime time of my life. Just like this ice cream I got in GL, it is, um, consists of vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, which is really good TBA. So you're welcome. <laughs> Um, sorry about that. <laughs> um, besides the point. But when I was five, in the summer of when I was five and stuff like that, my mom was like, you know what? I feel like I should get Hannah into a sport. So she decided me to drive me over to a barn and throw me on a horse. You know, very good decision. I had the time of my life. If you know me, I love horses. That was such a horse girl thing to say. Oh my God. I just love animals and nature, but I had a great time and I was improving a lot. I was really good at learning um, stuff with horses really quickly because it was so hands-on that I loved it. Not only that, but I'm always, I've always been a pretty quick learner, so it was really easy for me. And that's what happened. And I want to let you know, like, I did good. Personally, my favorite part is when Hannah fell off the horse a lot. It was kind of funny. Okay, look, look, look. We will talk about that later because that those are some funny stories. Those are some funny stories. But I was... I know. Oh, my God. I was good at it. <clears throat> and I just want to let you know, I loved horseback riding so much that I had almost every single birthday party of, like, from the ages, like, 8 to 10 at this barn. And mind you, this, my birthday's in the middle of winter. It's January, so it would be, like, snowing while we're outside riding these horses. Um, but everyone still showed up. So props to everyone bearing the cold because I loved it. I had the great time. I had great time. Hey guys, don't worry. Hannah was actually really, really good. I just love making fun of Hannah to be <laughs> Okay, a lot of people like making fun of me. But, um, yeah, hopefully, like, you're starting to understand the environment of this podcast more. You know, this is, this is what I mean. <laughs> Besides the point. So... I was at that barn for a while until I got good to the point where I had to start doing big girl things. Big girl things include cantering. If you don't know what cantering is, it's like, if you ever heard the term galloping, like a horse is galloping, it's basically a slower version of that. I didn't really like my trainer. I didn't feel comfortable. So I refused to canter. I like cried. I refused to canter. And 
that's when I left the barn. I needless to say, I did do my first two shows there. So it it got me into showing, but I left the barn because one, my mom didn't like it. And two, I was refusing to do anything anymore. So we left barns and moved to another barn, but then they hurt their horses. So then we moved to another barn where I met my heart pony moon. But before I get into that, I need to mention my horse girl face. So in first grade, I literally remember walking into school, like strutting into school with a computer bag that was pink with a bunch of horses all over it. keep myself together over this (laughs) I want to let you know like I was that girl who like loved fashion so I was like I was walking in with like my purple skirt you know my cute little computer bag which I don't even know why I had a computer bag I was in first grade I literally just had like a lunchbox like what is a first grader doing walking around with a pink horse bag like anyway So that lived until about, I want to say third or fourth grade. That's when I started getting into like fashion, fashion. If I like had, if I could show you guys pictures and like just insert pictures, I would show you like all the iconic photos of me. Like when I was a baby, like I was so funny as a child. So it was so funny to me how I like, I like, I, I remember even like in like third grade, my mom was like, can we get rid of this computer bag? And I was like, no, I love that bag. No, like girl, what are you going to do with the computer bag? Even in third grade. Anyway, that was my short-lived horse girl phase. And it took me a while to, like, let go of it. I was, like, sentimental over it, too. Like, I had to, like, let go of it for a second. Anyway, that was my horse girl phase. So um, I may as well start getting into, like, the, the, the depth of when I, like, really started getting into riding. So after I moved to Barnes... Um, I started to improve a lot. So I moved to the barn that I spent the rest of my career there. I met Moon, right? And I was improving a lot. And when I was improving, I was like almost on this high of like, oh my God, I want to go every weekend. Oh my God, I'm so excited to go for my lesson. Oh my God. And like I moved there in the fall time. So it was starting to get cold. And I love when it gets cold because all the horses get a little frisky. And I sound so crazy. Like whenever I say that, people are like, are you crazy? Because the horses, like, notice the temperature change, so then they get all frisky. So when you ride them, they're a little, like, you know, frisky, whipping their tail, like, all strutting down the ring, and they can be a little crazy. And Moon was like that when I first started leasing him until later. And, like, later in my lease, he got a little more lazy. Like, as I kept leasing him, he he just got lazier and lazier because he knows me so well. (laughs) And, um... Anyway, he, but I loved when he got a little frisky because it was just so much fun. But we also had our moments where it was annoying when the temperature dropped. Sides point. But I was having a lot of fun and I was improving and it was doing really good. And then right before I started like leasing, not leasing, but like riding and leasing, I guess both. Um, I kind of like stopped and I didn't really feel like going riding anymore. It was just kind of like that like feeling of being unmotivated. Like if you ever did a sport, you just kind of get that like feeling of being unmotivated. But it's not like you want to quit. It's just that like you need a little break. And especially when it comes to riding, I've, I never took a full break. I don't think I've ever took a, like a full break. Like maybe I took like one week off and stuff like that. But other than that, it wasn't strict in the sense that like it was just based on my schedule. And my trainer didn't really care if I came for a lesson or not. But I usually did. So 
and my mom wanted me to obviously but it was it was just I never really took a full break thinking about it and I feel like if I took a full break I would have still been doing riding but having and leasing a horse I don't know I don't know what I would have been doing what I've been still what I've have been still riding if I took a break when I felt burnt out or I don't know I felt burnt out a lot especially during the time when I was leasing moon and like especially in the summer of 2020 I felt burnt out because of what was happening which I'll get into it but I don't know like I wonder if I ever like took a break that I would like get back into it but also part of me is like really glad that I stopped part of me isn't I don't know it's just like it's just thinking about it it really makes me think but um yeah, I was, I was doing really good. And when I had that time of like, after like about a year I was being there and I kind of just was like flatlining, it felt a little sucky. Like, you know how like you make really good improvement and then you just kind of stop. Like, it's kind of like a ugh feeling like, you know what I mean? So, uh, anyway, and I was, I was good. And after, once I started riding moon and leasing moon, that's when I started improving again. And, um, that's when I started to become the real ideal hunter of my discipline. And Hunter is my discipline. And if you don't know what it is, um, if you like, if you watched the Olympics this year, it was, did you see like the dancing ponies that everyone was freaking out about? That's called dressage. That's not what I did. That does, they don't jump, but they're based off of like how they look and like their routine or whatever. And then there's like the other stuff that you see in the Olympics where you see the horses like running around the ring super fast and like jumping over like really big jumps. You know what I mean? sorry, my dog's at the door, um, and jumping over the really big jump jumps. That's not what I did either. <laughs> sorry to let you guys down. Um, but no, if you ever followed me on Instagram, I used to post pictures of it. Um, I think I took all of them down. Um, I think I took all of them down, but I have, I have like a highlight that says happy animals and there's a picture of me doing my discipline. If you guys want to go check that out on my Instagram, um, it's in my uh, podcast description. Anyway, but besides point, that's that's what I did. And I was a really ideal hunter. But the the thing about hunters is that it's really based off of how you look in your body. Uh, you know, like, especially equitation. It's not as much hunters. Equitation is, like, really how you base off of and how you ride. It's, like, literally judging you. Hunters is you and the horse. So, anyway, but I'll get into that later. So... Then I started riding Moon. This was when my world changed. Um, the minute I, I got him out, I like knew he needed someone. And I've always been extremely intuitive my entire life. I've never been more of the feeling type of person. I was always the intuitive type of person. If this helps you, my Myers-Briggs personality type is ENFJ. Uh, <laughs> we, can get about, we can get into that in another episode too. Um, but yeah, I... I was always a very intuitive person. So the minute I clicked with this horse, I was like, whoa, whoa, this is crazy. And when people say that animals can feel your emotions and if you're nervous, it's true. If you don't believe that, you should. It's true. And I remember when I first started riding Moon, I was kind of nervous because it was a, it was a new horse, um, a new pony. And that's a little like it's exciting but it's a little scary from because you're 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 changing you're developing and you're improving and it's a different feeling and humans don't like change so me changing I was just a little nervous about it I was excited though because I had a connection I felt a connection I think I just kind of brushed by it I was never very in tune with my intuition but now I am and I can get into that even in another episode I keep saying that but 
It's true. So I was excited to ride him, but my trainer was always like, Hannah, you got to take a deep breath. Like he can feel you. He can feel that you're scared. He can feel that you're unconfident. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And that changed my aspect of how I rode. And that built so much trust between me and Moon. It was insane. But I am so thankful that it did. Um, but then when I first started leasing Moon in the summer of June 2018, I, I was a little insecure about my body. Because a lot of people would tell me, hey, like you could possibly grow out of him. Like you're kind of big on him. I wasn't too heavy on him. I was just tall. I was just a tall 5'10 girl riding a 13.2 handed pony. And if you don't know the hands, I'm not going to explain it. It's not really that important. Just know that he was like pretty small. And yeah, I looked tall on him, but I never threw him off balance. And a lot of the times that when young ponies and green ponies, they need adult riders. You're not just going to throw a kid that fits this pony perfectly to ride him when he needs an adult rider. So there was that, you know what I mean? But I never threw him off balance. His back was never sore because of my weight or anything like that. But going into it, I was extremely insecure. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be with him for a while. Like I have a feeling I am. And I just kind of have to like, let it go. Because if there was a problem, my trainer would be saying something because technically it's her horse, but it's also mine, whatever. Leasing is basically like renting a pony like renting a house <laughs> I, was paying, I was just renting a pony just not having to pay for the vet bill so he's basically all mine but also when it came to that lessons weren't included in that so I would have to pay what I don't know a couple hundred dollars a month for moon and then I don't know like 40 50 bucks a lesson which is a lot like this sport was expensive and like to touch on the expenses of it really quick that made me so insecure to ask for stuff that I want or need like I am still to this day scared to ask for something that costs money it made me hyper aware of finances at the age at the ripe age of what 12 or 13 I don't know. I just, I, I'm still insecure about asking for stuff I want. Like I'm so hesitant to it. So I just kind of like exert my energy that I want it. Like I'm just so hesitant to it. And it took me, it, it still takes me a while to ask for something I want because of how expensive the sport was. And to put it in perspective, you could rarely find a piece of clothing that was really good material for under 50 bucks, even under 60. It was a lot. It was expensive, especially the horse, the tack. I had to get my own saddle. I was what, 500 for a saddle that was used? It's a lot. It's expensive and it made me hyper aware to it. And I can talk about that in another episode about being hyper aware over a bunch of stuff you shouldn't be hyper aware about at a certain age, but it made me hyper aware to it. Um, so not only was I insecure, but then I got into competition and I started getting into competition. I did my first show in June, 2019 at a small, easy going show. And, um, I was, I was, I was doing good. I had to do a little more lessons cause I, I would do a lesson. I want to say like once a month, maybe once every two months, but, um, like at shows I would have to do like, mo- like before shows I'd have to do multiple lessons. And my trainer would always be like, look, like you're a really good rider and like you're improving a lot. Like he looks really good and you're doing really good with him when you like ride him, but it's kind of hard to fix everything that needs to be fixed before a show. And it was so backhanded. I was like, 
what in the right mind do you think of saying that to someone? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's like, I don't know what it was. Like, I don't know if it was just me being sensitive because I can be really sensitive and that's another topic about emotions. Um, but I can just be really sensitive to tone like that. And I was just kind of like, that's kind of like a backhanded compliment. Like, why are you telling me that when I'm literally giving you money to go to, to take me to a show? I don't know. I mean, I know it's like advice. I, I know it was. I'm not trying to sound like mean, but I just, it made me even, it just made, that made me hyper aware to uh, stuff. And honestly, I got told that my entire time, but I really got told that like this summer, like this summer, I wasn't yelled at, but it was just kind of like a laugh over it. It was so, it made me so like emotional too. I was just kind of like, I literally hate this. Like, Why? Why do you have to tell me that when I'm excited to go to show? And then I proceeded to get yelled at over my horse not being clean enough for a show that is laid back and isn't even, like, that big of a deal. Besides point, me ranting about horses. I can do that in a whole other podcast if you guys want to hear my crazy stories. But there was that. Um, So that was just – it just made me really hyper aware. But the second show I ever did was August 2019, and I was a good rider. Like, I prided myself on that because I was a good hunter. I was the ideal hunter, like I said. And Moon was the ideal hunter pony because he was gray. And if you've ever seen pictures of him, he was gorgeous. He, like, was gray and he had these, like, dark circles that are called dapples. And he was called a gray dapple. But in hunter world, a gray dapple like that is beautiful. And I always kept him so clean. He always looked so great. And then, you know, like, me being on him with the navy blue jacket, I looked good. And I got a reserve champion. If you guys live around me, um, I showed at Ludwig's, Ludwig's Corner. And they hold pretty big uh, venues and more more high-rated venues and stuff like that. So there was a lot of people there. And I didn't get – I've never in my entire career got placed below a fourth place with Moon. And every single division, which is basically like the division and inside the division there's three classes – it's kind of complicated, but like you get, you get like a ribbon for every class that you're in. And then depending on how many points you have, you either get reserve champion, like, like first or second place for the entire division out of like all the three, all like three or four of those classes. Sorry, that was a lot in one. Um, but I would always get like reserve or champion for my divisions. And I rarely ever walked away from a show without a reserve or a champion with, or with even without a first place. I, I never placed below a fourth. I could go through my ribbons and I, I don't think I'd find a uh, fifth. So I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to like be like, oh my God, I was so good. Like I'm better than you guys. Like, no, everyone learns at different paces and everyone is different and everyone has a different horse. Like that's okay. I just, I did good. And my entire barn did good, honestly. But I'm just saying that I was, I prided myself on that. And I still have my reserve champion from that show in Ludwig's hanging on my wall right now um with a little collage picture of moon because that's my most proud ribbon um I feel like you guys would be like well wouldn't you be most proud of her champion yeah I would but this was a big show for me that was like one of the biggest shows I went to I was actually going to go to the Labor Day weekend at Ludwig's but uh I stopped stopped riding before then when I actually decided I was going to go which then brings me to summer 2020 and then this summer so I feel like I wrapped that that section of competing and leasing moon and I feel like it's time to go into where it gets deep okay so in summer 2020 
that's when that's that's when stuff hit hit the fan um it was COVID, obviously, and I'm sure a lot of you dealt with a lot of stuff in COVID. But COVID, COVID wasn't bad for me. It just, it just, it got a little much. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember when the Chloe Ting workouts were like trending on like TikTok and stuff. I hated that. I never worked out in my life. Like a full-on workout because I felt like it was a task. Not in a bad way. Like I'm I'm still healthy and I and like I was healthy. Sorry if, if you hear my dogs. I was healthy. But just because I got riding as like my exercise and stuff like that, but I hated gym. Hated it. And I hated like the weight and the height thing, which that I can just get into that in a whole entire other episode. But I specifically hated working out. So when that trend was going around with Chloe Tang, I felt so pressured because I felt like I wasn't doing enough. So that made me hyper conscious of my body again. And with Moon, and I felt like I was getting too heavy for Moon, and I it was just this, it was just an entire like battle between my mind. And I was like never like that person. I was like, "Oh my god. Like I don't want to like get into a bad mentality with my body because I don't want to like possibly get an eating disorder not in a scary way that like I'm invalidating eating disorders but like it's scary like that being your first resort to lose weight you know what I mean and I'm I'm just not going to talk about it a lot as in like why because I can just do that as a whole nother episode but a lot of it's society and it's like literally like I felt like my entire life that like everyone surrounding me was like it was their goal to lose weight And I was like, there, like, why? Like, why is it your goal to lose weight? As long as you're healthy and as long as your body's working, I see no problem. You know what I mean? And it was just really overwhelming for me, especially when I started getting really hyper aware of my body again and with Moon. So I want to say June 2020 was where it started getting bad. April 2020, I was kind of like really like battling my mind, but June 2020 was where it got bad. And that's when I decided that I wanted to lose weight by not eating it's I never want a day without eating and I feel like that invalidates my eating disorder a lot but I I counted calories and I did everything I could to stop eating and at horse shows I ran on little to no food I don't, don't, don't ask me why or how I didn't pass out, but I didn't. It was like I was running on pure adrenaline and I, I like never, I didn't eat anything. I refused to eat anything. And even if I did, it was like half a sandwich or like half a little like bar or something like that. It was never some enough to sustain someone who's going to be doing a horse show. And my horse show days were sometimes like 10 to 12 hours long. I was sometimes at the barn from 5.30 and got home at 4. Like, my days were long. And especially in the summer heat, like in August, I did a show. And it was hot. You know what I mean? And it just... And I did some shows in the, in the like, September. But it's still, like, kind of, like, hot and muggy outside. So, like, you know what I mean? It, like, you're you're burning a lot of energy. So, I'm not going to say how much I lost. 
because that's just wrong. But I lost a lot to notice a change. You know what I mean? And I remember in October, I had one last show. My show pants didn't fit me at all. They were falling off me the entire time. My show coat looked like a bag, like a, what is it? A poncho? Literally looked like a poncho hanging off me. The only thing that like kept it not looking like that was my number that I had to wear and tie around my waist. I looked so dead, but I looked happy because I was with Moon. You know what I mean? Like part of him, he was part of the reason I was like still hanging on, but like he was part of the reason why it happened. There's obviously a lot of other reasons and a lot of other major reasons. Moon's just a minor reason, but he caused me a lot of stress, right? So then in October, I remember posting a picture of myself and a couple months after I posted that picture, my friend was like, Hannah, when you posted that picture, that's when I was like really worried. And I was like, I know. And then I decided to get better. And here I am now. And here I am now. I feel like I'm doing a lot better, a lot better than I was last year. And sorry, that got a little depressing. <laughs> um, it's going to get depressing again, but that's when it started to suck. That's when my riding career was like, honestly, I'm surprised my, my body still sustained me to ride a horse when I didn't show. Like, like by the end of it, like before I started, like really started recovering and like getting myself back on track, like when I was really, really, really bad, I was, I want to say I was practically underweight for myself. I was underweight for the amount of muscle mass I had. And like, it was like, a lot of people didn't notice it because I wore baggy clothing, but everything was falling off me. Nothing fit me correctly. And a part of it was so rewarding because I, I had control. Like I had so much control, but a part of it sucked because I didn't like seeing my friends worry about me like that. I'm usually the one worrying about my friends, which isn't really any better, but you know, people worrying about me just isn't fun. So, but I'm surprised my body sustained. And by, by the end, you could tell like my body wasn't going to start sustaining myself riding a horse anymore. But, you know, I have recovered. And then I got into recovery, right? And then comes around December. And someone else started riding Moon. Not in a bad way, just in a way that her pony was young and wasn't ready to fully start being in work in the winter. So, and Moon was the pony that didn't get a lot of lessons and needed to be schooled more for like jumping. So I wasn't like jealous. It was just my anxiety making me overthink. Cause I felt like I wasn't good enough for Moon anymore. It wasn't like a weight thing anymore. It was like a, I thought I wasn't good enough for Moon anymore. And I thought I wasn't enough to sustain his training anymore. And that's when it sucked. And I remember in December, I went up to go see Jenna. I had to leave, I think, I want to say a day or two early. Because I was so anxious over Moon. I was, it was like a long lasting panic attack because I know why I was anxious over. And I had like really panicky moments. And then I was never really relaxed. It, it sucked. And I felt so guilty that I had to leave because of my anxiety. Because when you have to leave over something that's mental, I feel like it's one of the worst feelings ever. Because it's like, it's all in your head and everything's fine. 
but like I just didn't have control and it was so it was the worst feeling I've ever felt not ever but it was the worst feeling that I have felt in a while and in January I was even having panic attacks over it and having panic attacks over an animal like isn't fun like moon's supposed to be my source of happiness but then I started to like let go of it and then she's kind of stopped riding him so I was fine but then this summer I decided to stop riding I put my whole entire back and like left foot into this riding I don't know why I just chose my left foot but I did and I did everything for this barn I helped at every pony camp in the 100 degree heat two or three weeks every summer I stressed myself over shows and this show season wasn't was good but it just wasn't fun because I felt stressed out and I got yelled at for not keeping my horse clean enough when I always got complimented on that and it's just like it was stressful and I was like I was literally I was like this summer I was like trying my best to recover from like anxiety and an and eating disorder and like just depression like it, it, it was like it was stressful and horse shows are stressful especially with a gray pony that's practically almost white at this point it was stressful so at the end of July I was like look I don't want to do this anymore I love Moon so much that I wanted to change my riding. And I was like, maybe I should just start riding a new horse. Because I didn't feel good enough for me anymore. I felt like I needed a bigger horse. But I decided that that wouldn't make me any happier. I'd still be anxious. I'd still be having doing shows and stuff because I, I like shows. But it just it wasn't for me. So I decided to stop riding. And... It was the best but worst thing I've ever decided to do. And I'm going to explain that a little more for you guys. I was so emotional that week when I decided to quit. And it was actually a week of pony camp. And it was the week I went to Lidditz, PA, with my friend, Becca, which I'm sure she will start on the podcast eventually. Um, but it was the Wednesday. So we were there Monday, Tuesday. So I missed the first two days to help. But that week, I want to say Wednesday, Thursday, I was feeling really emotional and really unmotivated to ride. I don't know if it was just like summer because I just hate the heat. I don't know if it was, the, I think part of it was the stress of thinking about Labor Day weekend and showing because I wanted, I was like, I really wanted to do that in my career and I'm sad I didn't, but at the same time, the stress that shows cause me don't equal to the happiness I feel from winning. I put myself through so much and people don't help me either. Like, I, I never felt like I was a part of the barn team, ever. And no one really tried to help me, other than, like, some girls. But I, I never felt like I was a part of the team. Yeah, when I started leasing Moon, I was friends with this one girl. But I just, like, once everyone else started coming in, I just, I felt like I wasn't ever supported. 
So it's not like I'd get a, really a lot of help from any of the other girls. Like, it kind of stung. So I think part of that was the reason why I was stressed out and why I was so emotional, even though it wasn't going to be until the beginning of September. But we got back. I came back from Lidditz. And I specifically remember texting Jenna saying, I want to quit riding. It was in the middle of the day, out of spite. I was just like so torn, like trying my best not to be like panicking over something that wasn't even set in stone. And I think part of it was also being scared to talk to my mom. Not that like I thought she wouldn't understand. It was just like... There was a lot of reasons to it. One of them being the anxiety Muna had caused me. And the anxiety that people at the barn have caused me. I like for God's sake I would have panic attacks over it. Like it wasn't fun. I think also the expenses really made me overthink that like now I'm scared to ask for stuff that I want and that like what I then stuff that I want to do <clears throat> but it wasn't that I wasn't grateful I think part of it was that I was so grateful for like being like able to be provided this opportunity and like being able to like have my mom pay for like and like my parents pay for all of it you know what I mean that I didn't want to sound like I wasn't ungrateful because the hardest thing for me to show is gratitude it's the hardest emotion for me to show I don't really know why I just can't portray it correctly I'm just like, oh my God, thank you, thank you. Like, it's so hard for me to portray it. You know what I mean? Without being like, oh my God, stop crying, LOL. Like, girl, (laughs) sorry. Um, It's just, it's it's hard for me to show that. So I didn't want to ask for anything else because I didn't want to come off as I wasn't being ungrateful. So I think it was also part of that, that I was so hyper aware of it. And then I was like, look, like I'm hyper aware of this. Like I'm worrying about like money for a show. It was just, that but it was mainly my mental health and I wanted my mental health to calm down not that it was like my anxiety would go away because it hasn't gone away I'll tell you that it really hasn't gone away and I should like not necessarily be in therapy but like I need something to ease my anxiety um but it definitely eased it like I definitely like when I went to go see Jenna in August I was there for six days and I had no worry at all whatsoever in my life I was just like enjoying being in the moment and honestly like that trip like was so fun it changed like so much for me and it was it was just a lot of fun so I will tell you that not riding helped that but that week I remember going home and like crying I was so stressed out And not that night when I texted Jenna that I wanted to quit. It was the night after that I told my mom. 
that I told my mom, sorry if you guys can hear me. And I am so bad. Not bad. I just like, I cried because also like so many people in my family like always prided me on riding because I was good at it. And like, not only did I quit band, but I quit riding. So like, I think part of me was scared that like no one would be proud of me anymore because I wasn't like achieving stuff that I used to. And now like I'm here doing nothing, which doesn't help my eating disorder at all. Because I feel like I always have to be doing something. But like, I'm also still pretty active and I also still want to do stuff. But, sorry, another topic. Um, I was just so scared. Like, I knew she would let me. Like, I knew she'd be like, yeah, you can stop writing. Like, and obviously she'd want to help. But it was just so overwhelming for me to be able to, like, be like, look, I want to quit something that I've been doing since for, like, 10 years. But I feel like everyone falls out of love with a sport. Like, I feel like it's such a universal thing. And I find it, I found it so funny because... When I was starting to decide on if I wanted to quit or not, I started getting getting a bunch of TikTok feeds about people wanting to quit their sport. And I did. The main thing that didn't stop that stopped me from deciding was my eating disorder. But then I was like, you know what, I I can't let it control me. Just because I'm not gonna be doing something doesn't mean I'm gonna lose my muscle and my tone. I still have it. It just was a lot for me. And thinking about it is a lot for me. So honestly, I should probably stop talking about it so I don't get anxious over it because, you know, just had dinner. So I'm a little overwhelmed, but it was a lot to think about it. But my friends were like, like Jenna mainly was like, Hannah, you get so anxious over moon that like I know I can't control it but it sucks to see you anxious like that and that's when I was like like I don't want to be an anxious anymore like that like I don't want to be anxious over something that I can't control so I stopped writing and the last month I fully leased him was July So I had a full three years with him in an extra month that I was with Moon. Then I started to want to like, now when I originally quit, I was planning to go back and ride once a week. Just ride Moon, like ride Moon. Because my trainer was like, Hannah, you you can still come back and ride when you'd like. And ride Moon whenever you'd like. Just let me know because... She know she knew that he was good with me. But after I left, he didn't have anyone taking care of him. The person that used to ride him, that when I, in December, when I was anxious, her pony was able to start being ridden frequently. So he didn't have anyone, and he's not a good lesson pony. He doesn't like kids riding him all the time. He gets depressed. And I could tell when I did pony camp with him. I had to walk beside him the entire time. Um, <clears throat> which I didn't mind, because I got to be with my pony, but... Um, my trainer texted me in the beginning of September saying, hey, I have someone interested in Moon. 
And that's when I was like, what? Like, he's leaving? But then when it clicked to me that he didn't really have anyone for him, that's when I was like, you know what? It sucks. But me writing him once a week wouldn't wouldn't really do anything. So I texted her. I was like, I was funny. I was actually about to text you saying, like, I want to come ride once a week because it could be a good thing for my gym for school because I'm online. (laughs) Um, And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just asking if you had pictures of him. I was like, of course I have pictures of him. My entire camera roll is pictures of him. (laughs) Um, So I was able to go back September, I think, 10th and September 11th and ride him. When I went back, he had energy, like energy, like as much energy as he would have after I went on vacation. You could tell no one was riding him. When I went back, like when I hopped on him, his ears were up the entire time. Like he was so happy that I came back and it, it, it made me so bittersweet that I was like, oh, and like when I stopped leasing him, I went back for, I think the second week of August to do swimming because we take the pony swimming. So a counselor, someone who knows how to ride has to be on front and a kid has to be on the back and we go bareback. And we go in the water. When I saw him after I didn't see him for a couple weeks. Like two weeks. He was like, oh my god. And that's when my trainer was like, Hannah, like you can come whenever you want. But then she texted me saying he was going to get um, sold. So that's when I was like, you know what? I think it's time to sell my stuff. And I never ever ever thought I would have been like, I need to sell my stuff. <clears throat> but last week, I did. And I saw my trainer. And she was like... Moon's not that far away. If you wanna, I'm gonna, I'm like tearing up thinking about this. Um, she was like, "Do you, if you wanna, just text me and I'll send you my friend's information who has him." And I was like, "What?" She was like, "Yeah, like you can, like you can go see him." And my trainer was nice about it, but in the end, I think it started to get a little more toxic because the bad things were always there. And I was always like, but there's so many, like, there's so many good moments about, like, having, like, like cantering and galloping in a field with your pony. Or there were so many good moments that I felt, like, made up for it, but it really didn't in the long term. It would have just made me worse. Maybe if I moved barns, it would have been better, but I think it would have made me worse. So, I just didn't want to leave Moon. And I think, I grew out of it. I fell out of love with it. And I hope to anyone who's doing a sport and it's like we're trying to decide. I hope this helped you in that sense to be able to be relating to this. But, um, yeah. I've been, my eating disorder has kind of been iffy about it. I've kind of been like, ugh, I'm not doing anything. But at the same time, I am. So, that's that's what happened when I quit. <clears throat> um, but I think it's time to wrap this up. So to anyone who's listening to this first episode, thank you so much. That means the entire world to me. I already have some listeners. So if we could get it up there and you guys could share it, that'd be absolutely lovely. Um, and I hope you guys like this podcast. I'm going to post a little Q&A if you, ever, if you guys like found it interesting about me riding and you guys wanted stories. Because I do have some good stories about it. Um, I do have really good stories. And I hope that you guys were able to relate to this. I know this got a little deep for my first one. But that 
kind of set the tone for it, honestly. Um, I hoped you liked Jenna's appearance in the beginning. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining this journey with me. And I really hope you guys feel like comfortable. Um, but yeah, share it. I'm going to be posting my podcast every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So stay tuned for it. I'll always be posting um, updates. So thank you guys so much. I already love you guys. And have a wonderful day or night. Thank you guys. Love you.